Hi and welcome to the first edition of the Big W Podcast for the 2023 season. Lots to get through in this particular podcast. We'll talk to Mark McAuliffe, who of course is our football manager. Uh, what's going on in the football department in terms of the fixture, in terms of recruiting? What you need to know, you're going to find out. You'll also meet one of our new coaches, Chris O'Keefe, who's joined the club this year after a very, very big career as a VFL footballer and then uh, coaching in uh, suburban football, a very successful coach in suburban football. And we'll also catch up with Mark Penaluna and get the latest from uh, all the news from around the club. All, of course, thanks to our terrific podcast sponsors, including our major sponsor, the CB Motor Group. Uh, you've got the boat place, you've got the uh, caravan place, and you've got the motor place, all in the one place. Uh, they're on Princess Highway, so don't miss it. Uh, of course, Tino Balan, Paul Balan, Mark Balan, the entire family, all involved as they have been with our football club for a number of years now, for decades now, and of course involved in that business for 40 plus years. CB Motors, the CB Motor Group, uh, support them because they've been fantastic supporters of our football club. As are KFC, Avalon Airport and Corio Way our other terrific podcast partners. Of course, exciting news at Avalon at the moment with the air show coming up on the first weekend in March. That'll be a big, huge event uh, as uh, air show 2023 kicks off. Uh, Correa Waste, of course, have been great supporters of our club over many, many years now. And if you want uh, solutions to your waste management problems, they are the people to talk to. And if you want some to eat, well, KFC, you can't do better than that. All right, let's get to uh, our first guest in our podcast for today. And we have three uh, later on, Mark Penaluna and Chris O'Keefe. But first up, it's our football manager. kick off this edition of the Big W Podcast, let's head to the head of the football department, and that is Mark McAuliffe, who joins me now, our footy manager. G'day, Mark. How are you going? Good, thanks, Kev. Thanks for having me on the podcast. A pleasure. We're not far away from getting uh, into the business. Uh, it, it seems to have started a bit earlier this year, or am I imagining that? <laughs> no, it definitely has started a bit earlier. Um, it has been... Um a really quick turnaround, we feel like, and I don't think uh, a lot of people are as used to it with the coming off the COVID break yeah. um, and the interruptions of that. But yeah, we kick off the round one season on March 25th against the Brisbane Lions um, up at their new venue, which will be uh, an exciting day for the club and, uh, and for the Brisbane Footy Club as well. The fixture is uh, now up on the website. People can have a look at uh, what's been released to date. So uh, in terms of your planning, uh, I mean, uh, you mentioned the first game's away, round two's a bye, so people can have a look at, uh, at the fixture. Uh, your thoughts on the fixture, Mark? Yeah, no, look, it's really, really good. I think um, the VFL is a, is a very exciting competition. Um, we come across some really good opposition, in particular early. We um, have our first two games within the first three weeks away up north um, against Brisbane and Southport, respectively. Um, and we, we think it's a really good challenge. Our, our guys have the anyone, anytime, any place mentality, yeah. and um, we're, we're going we're gonna to tackle this season head on, uh, which is really exciting. And uh, our boys are really looking forward to playing in front of a, a packed Avalon Airport Oval uh, against Geelong in our first home game of the year, um, which would be um, a really exciting day for the club. Yep, we have, uh, I think, has it, has it been detailed yet exactly how many home games we have? Because I know there was one that was kind of the Footscray one was floating a bit. 
Yeah, yeah. So we're actually going to play 10 games at Avalon Airport Oval, which is um, really exciting. Um, the Western Bulldogs are going through um, a facility update down at Whitton Oval, and as a result, they've moved their home game that was scheduled for them to Avalon Airport Oval, which is really beneficial for us, playing that additional home game um, at home, which would be really fantastic for wherever supporters and our players alike. Now, before the actual fixture starts, uh, practice matches are locked in, Mark? Yes, they are. They are. Um, we're playing. It's actually a really exciting practice uh, match schedule for us. Um, on uh, Saturday, March 4th, we are playing in a standalone carnival, which will be really, really exciting for um, for VFL football fans. Yeah. And what that comprises of is the uh, six standalone teams playing at the same venue at the same time. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a free entry event. Um, all the fans are able to come in and watch the standalone clubs and We've um, we're playing Frankston at one o'clock at Highgate Recreation Reserve um, in Craigieburn, um, which will be a really good here and something our boys are looking forward to. Um, and then a second game is on Friday, March tenth, um, against Geelong at GMHBA Stadium under lights at seven pm, um, which will be our boys are really looking forward to it. Obviously, playing on a really good deck. Yeah. at GMHBA and um, playing under lights over there. And obviously, we've got a very strong Geelong contingent on our list. Um, so we're looking forward to a good turnout in that game. And then um, the final game of the year in the dress rehearsal for pre-round one, we're playing Sandringham at RSEA Park in Moorabbin um, at 2 p.m. on March 18th, um, which will be, yeah, really exciting and, and something our boys are really looking forward to. People want to know about the uh, the changes in the list and uh, the turnover of players. So we got a, an enormous reconnection and re-signing from uh, the bulk of our, our 2022 players, which is, really sets it up nicely for 2023, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. Our, our strategy as soon as um, and all the way through our 2022 talks was um, retention, retention, retention. Um, we feel like we've got a really good core at the Werribee Footy Club. Um, and some familiar names that Werribee fans would be familiar with. Um, and what we wanted to do is add some pieces around that that best complements that call. But also it gives us um, something that we can really build towards. We were really strategic with our approach to recruits this year. Um, and, yeah, some really exciting names have come onto our, to our list for, uh, for this season. It always is hard to get a, a, a jumper in the in the first the first week's games, but by geez, looking at the the list and the depth of the list, um, uh, uh, selection's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, it is. It is. Our coach Michael Barlow is always playing around with his magnets and 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 um, moving and weaving and dancing them, as we like to say, at the club. So um, no, it's it's really exciting, and um, with these new recruits as well, they're they're, they're pushing their case early. Um, and standard of training has increased as a result. And, um, yeah, the, the competition for spots is real, and we think it's a very healthy position to be in. Hitting the ground running at the start, Mark, is really important. Has the, has the pre-season been geared around uh, around that, around being ready for those, as you mentioned, couple of really good teams that we play in the first couple of weeks? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're, we're, we're going um, really hard at the moment. Um, we're, we're training at a real high intensity, um, and our guys are full steam ahead. We, we've started, um, because our retention rate was so strong throughout the year, um, the, the education and plans and, and strategy piece um, has been similar, but we're also adding a few tweaks to um, the best complement our list and best work within it. And um, our, our philosophy this year has been around connection with our group and building some real strong synergy amongst the playing list and our coaching staff and um, continuing, yeah, building that 
that bond um, that we think will, will really take us to uh, the places we want to get to. Mark, uh, without you know going through uh, page one to fifty-five of the of the game plan, or however big the game plan actually is, the, the yeah. style of footy of the Werribee Football Club. What will we notice? Uh, any difference, or the same sort of style, or have we had to adjust in certain areas, uh, whether it be speed or height or whatever? Yeah, yeah, we we, we addressed some issues in the off-season recruits and. Um, adding, you know, a couple of really quality players, um, in, you know, Bailey Henderson from Richmond VFL and, um, Jack Boyd from the Northern Bull Ants, you know, Cam McLeod from Essendon and Kobe Annard from North Shore and the GFL and Sam Azai, uh, Harry Grintle. I can go on and on. What, yeah. what we're able to do is best complement, um, what we have. And what we're going to do is we're going to be, our DNA has always been about being a real strong contested side. Um, that that we want to live inside the contest and really own that part of the game. But we also want to be a team that can move the ball directly with some speed um, and give our forwards the best chance. Our defensive unit is very well established um, with, with names that, you know, where every fans would be really um, familiar with. And, you know, Nick Coughlin, Nathan Cooper, Mark Sotomarco, uh, Louis Pinnick. Um, the list goes on. We, we've got a real strong back line that we think will hold up. Yep. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're just continuing building our connection between our mids and our forwards. And, yeah, like I said, we're, we're hopeful to be a more direct team this year and, and someone that can hit the scoreboard on a regular basis to, to put forth a winning score on the it- scoreboard. There's a real um, sort of uh, now, I guess, a, a group of players um, underneath the Gribbles and the Sotomarcos and that who've been coming up through the ranks who now have a, a fairly good uh, body of work behind them in terms of number of games and uh, they're, they're the ones that you, I guess you're hoping will emerge in 2023? Yeah, absolutely. The, the club's really invested um, significantly in our development program um, and since Mick and I both started um, a while ago, we, we were really keen on, on bringing the development program and making sure we can get the names under Sotomarco and Gribble um, and the likes to, to continue having that education piece but also um, building that synergy and, and trying to have that sustained success. Um, so, yeah, we, we've got some really good names around that mark, um, guys that have really showed some really strong traits coming through. You know, even you look at Emmanuel James last game at yep. the end of the year. Yeah, he was um, terrific, he? It was really good. Yeah, he was. He was, he was. And winning our trademark player on debut has never happened at our club. And um, for, for Emmanuel to do that, it just showed how well he transitioned into it, but also how well our development program's working. And that's that's led by Hamish McKinnis, who's doing a fantastic job in that space. And, um, yeah, like, you know, Sam Closey, Sam Payer, Lucas Rocci, um, a Werribee local, you know, Flynn Young, Gennaro Bove. Oh, the list goes on. Our, our younger guys are, are really establishing themselves. And, um, continually pushing their case and we feel like that is where our next growth is it's, it's internally and it's going to come from our younger guys and they're, they're doing all the uh, all the right work to uh, to get us in the place that we need to be. No, it's a credit to the program that when they do uh, get selected into that senior team, they are, they're more than ready to go they're ready to star. Um, tell us about the changes in the coaching stuff because our next guest on the program is one of our new coaches Yeah, absolutely. We, we've had a couple of changes. Um, so Nick Duffy has um, stayed on um, as our senior assistant and ball movement coach. Um, so that brings a wealth of experience, obviously, through his extensive playing days at Richmond, um, but also um, comes comes with us with a real strong connection with the Werribee uh, Footy Club and, and understands where our club needs to go. Um, we were able to bring in two new assistant coaches and Simon Reddick. Uh, Simon is um, a North Shore Hall of Famer, and some Werribee fans might be familiar with the name. He did work under uh, John Lamont. Yep. Um, 
back a few years ago, and, and Simon's a really good um, Geelong person and a really good football person. They'll bring a wealth of experience in our back line. Um, and then we've also got Chris O'Keefe, who's a um, a really yeah, he's a North Ballarat Roosters Premiership player under Jared Fitzgerald back in the in the glory days for the Roosters, and um, also had a, a really extensive coaching career in the, in the WRFL with uh, with Spotswood and Albion and the like. So. Both those uh, gentlemen bring a, a wealth of experience and, and a different dimension to our coaching group, and, and they're fitted, um, fitted in seamlessly with our program. We'll find out more about uh, Chris O'Keefe in just a tick when we have a chat to him. Mark, uh, uh, thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. Uh, terrific work uh, up till now. We're all flying at this time of the year. We look forward to the when the real stuff starts. March forward that big standalone carnival, and then, of course, uh, when we get into the, the guts of it, uh, when round one gets underway and when we take on Brisbane up in Brisbane. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks, Kev. Appreciate your time. The Big W podcast continues. Now, man, we just mentioned before talking to Mark Michaela for one of the new coaches at the club this year. Not a new face around the area, though. Very well known for his days as a, as a player in uh, in a number of competitions uh, that graced uh, Avalon Airport Oval. Chris O'Keefe joins me. Hello, Oki. How are you? Hello, Kev. Thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, I'm going very well today. Very well. The sun's shining and, uh, yeah, we're all good. So we're yeah, happy days. How have you settled into the club? Uh, you know, I mean, it's a it's a different role to the one you've been used to in football of, of the last few years, where you've been a senior coach. Uh, yeah, look, it's um, it's much easier than I thought, to be honest. Um, <laughs> the playing group have been fantastic, to be honest. Uh, a lot of smiling faces and, and handshakes early on when I've got absolutely no idea who anybody is, and a lot of introductions that way. Obviously. Mick and Daff and the and the rest of the, the staff have been very welcoming as well. So, um, yeah, it was a couple of nights sort of pre-Christmas just to get an understanding of how everything works. And then since we've been back after Christmas, it's been full on. And um, I may have been standing out on the ground before training for the better part of half an hour with a player sheet and faces and trying to figure <laughs> out names and faces and walking around introducing myself, but that's okay. We uh, it all worked out in the end. We're up to speed pretty quickly, and yeah, it's been wonderful. Now, tell us what your actual role is. I mean, we'll go through your footy history in a tick, but but what's your actual role in the coaching sphere? Uh, So I'll be looking after the midfield group this year as as obviously assistant coach. So um, you know, there's there's Simon and Nick Daffy doing the other sort of lines, if you want to, so to speak. But yeah, my job will be making sure that the midfields are doing their thing properly, especially to focus on stoppages and um, trying to, yeah, see if we can uh, do some good work in there this year. Now, you're no stranger to VFL football because you had a very uh, very good VFL career and uh, and uh, obviously had a terrific time in, in with the Ballarat with Gerald Fitzgerald. Yeah, that was great. So I had five years there um, at North Ballarat when I came out of the TAC Cup. So... Um, and we had, ooh, I think it was three years with Fitzy, and then Stevie Wright then took over when um, when Fitzy, I think he stepped away, was going to run for mayor or prime minister or something like that, which was, uh, <laughs> yeah. would have been right up his alley. But, uh, um, yeah, so ended up, I think, I had a fair few injuries early on, but I think I played 70 or 80 games in the end over, over those five years before I um, decided it was time to go overseas and have a look at the world for 12 months and, and check out something a bit different. 
People in the western suburbs know you really, really well from your days at Spotswood and then uh, and later at the Albion Footy Club. I mean, you had premiership success. You were a couple of Barry Priest medals. So you had a really good time in the western region footy league. Ah, uh, it was um, it was phenomenal to be honest because uh, I, I often think, and I've said this recently as well, that you, you end up where you're supposed to end up sometimes, and I think that. Um, you know, the period that I had at Spotswood there for six years where we had six grand finals in a row. Uh, well, I think we won three, lost three. Um, as I said, a couple of uh, Barry Priest medals. Uh, you know, I managed to have a Pascal medal in there, which is the grand final, best on ground as well at one stage, and a, an MVP thing as well. So there was, yeah, it was just a phenomenal sort of little period of my life and in football and, um, you know, one I'm very, very grateful for, um, especially looking back now. And even my time at, at Albion, I've got to add some, uh, it had some challenges at that, um, but we uh, formed some really good relationships with a fifth of the playing group there. And they were, um, you know, some really good guys there. And um, we just didn't didn't go our way, but that, that happens sometimes. So. Yeah. I complain too much. And then of the, of the last few years, so you've been over in uh, over in the mm. Southern Footy League? Yeah, I have. So I've moved over this side of town, oh, however many years ago now, and um, found a club close to the home, which was the Corfield Bears in the Southern League. And, um, yeah, took over there. I think the first year was 2019. Um, we, we missed the finals, but I'll tell you what, it was actually a pretty good year considering that I think 14 of our top 20 players left from the year before. Right. So we were sort of had a bit of a rebuilding phase, but... Um, and funnily enough, the guy that was the footy manager, Joffrey, he seems to think that we might have overachieved in that 2019 year, which, um, but then worked into our advantage because we ended up getting a heap of recruits back to the club, um, some guys, uh, pre-past players back as well as new guys. And, um, we we're all sort of set to go for 2020 and it was the season that never happened at all. So, um, and likewise for 2021, we'd, um, we had built an early began and we're probably the second best team in it. Um, and I think we got to about July, I think it was, before they cancelled that season as well. So um, anyway, so but then last year we missed out. I think we got to uh, we got to the prelim last year and got knocked out. So we got close, um, but as I said, really, uh, really, really good club and really good people. Um, and something that I, I really thoroughly enjoyed my time there at Caulfield, but it was just time to retire, um, stop playing. I just couldn't, I couldn't give it up. You know what I'm like, unfortunately, yep. I'm a bit too, a bit too competitive to, to retire on a COVID year or anything like that. So, um, but yeah, so 41 years old, it's more than well and truly enough to be playing. So now I've just, uh, yeah, look, I was actually planning on having a year off and um, and spending some quality family time at home, but uh, this opportunity came along, which was, uh, was too good to say no to in the end. I was going to say you were you had decided that uh, we were going to have a rest from footy, uh, whether it was a you know a long rest or a short rest, whatever. But um, what what attracted you to the to the opportunity at uh, at the Werribee Footy Club? Yeah, well, it's funny because uh, like I literally the, the plan was not to do anything um, and then uh, I think that when Michael Barlow reached out to me obviously he's got a connection to 
uh, our former spots of player Brent Zale. I think they're marrying cousins or something like that. So, um, but anyway, there's connection there, and um, and my name was mentioned, and then when we actually had a talk to it about it, and you know, with Michael um, and McDuffie and the team. Obviously, the the club and the facilities had a, a big upgrade since the last time I was out there. Uh, understanding that um, you know the performances that the clubs had last year, especially as a as a standalone club, um, and the other background sort of checks and a couple of people that I spoke to about the club in, in an entirety, um, everything was just like was ticking the boxes everywhere that you look, especially for for myself, who's been a, a local footy coach. I think over the career, I think I've you know, coached for eight or nine years or something like that, like as a, as a senior coach, but always wanting to get better and an opportunity like this at a great club like Werribee with the, you know, with the, with the people and everything involved. It was just, um, yeah, I literally I couldn't say no to it just for the opportunity to learn and um, and to bounce some ideas and see some guys that um, you know at that semi professional level get in and do their work and, and try and help them and impart some wisdom if I can. So yeah. that was I actually you know what the best thing the, the number one thing was not having to worry about if you're going to have ten blokes, twenty blokes, thirty blokes, or forty five blokes to train. Because <laughs> uh, over the last few years, that's uh, it's always like a little lottery at local level at the moment, where you're just not quite sure what you're going to get. Yeah, you're certainly sure what you're going to get. Uh, walk in with a with a full list of players, all, all, <laughs> all beaming and ready to go, and fired up and looking uh, looking forward to it. So that's uh, that's a, a welcome thing, uh, Chris. Absolutely. It's great. It's great to have you at the club, mate. Uh, look forward to uh, to what develops uh, in this next year and beyond. And uh, thank you uh, for spending some time with us on the Big W podcast. And we'll uh, we'll see you at Avalon Airport Oval uh, in the thick of the action uh, during twenty twenty three. Thanks, Kev. Really looking forward to it. Can't wait to get stuck in. On the Big W podcast from one of the new faces at the club, Chris O'Keefe, to one of the faces that's been around the club for a long time now. That's our CEO, Mark Penaluna. Hello, Mark. How are you going? All right, kid. I thought you were going to say one of the old faces, mate. No, I wasn't going to do that to you. Uh, I feel old, trust me. 2023, this season uh, is shaping up as a, as a beauty. It's, again, a, a challenging one on, on many, many fronts for the footy club. Uh, absolutely, kid. It's, um, it's exciting. It's challenging. It's... Uh and obviously, we've outcome services and anticipation, but uh, we have to take it all on 100 mile an hour, mate. It's a lot better than where we were three years ago at this stage. So, um, bring it on. Yep, exactly right. Uh, now, we talked to Mark McAuliffe earlier about uh, you know the things in the in the football department, uh, the recruiting that's gone on, uh, the fixture, of course, the the practice game schedule that's uh, that's coming up. Uh, it all sort of happens really quickly. How are we looking at from your point of view, from the CEO's chair, as we head into 2023? Well, certainly just picking up the point regarding the fixturing and unfortunately we received that. I think the AFL would acknowledge I would like to have the, uh, the fixture out a fair bit earlier and yep. the knock-on effects of what that means to the internal machinations of a club of events and match day luncheons and um, our sponsors' dedications and all these sorts of things. You've got to try and move pretty quickly but at the same time make sure you get it right. So in some ways we're a little fortunate to not play here until April 15. That gives us a few extra weeks to try and get those sort of things right. But at the same time, we, we definitely wanted to try and play here at home and have on airport over as soon as possible. But um, anyway, we've got a very good team of staff and 
and volunteers, etc., and we'll certainly make it all happen, Kev. Ten home games. We've mentioned that uh, already in this podcast. That's uh, that's a bonus, uh, but it's it, at the same time, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Uh, and with that, we're also receiving a, a lot of um, requests from AFL and AFL Victoria regarding all sorts of matches that want to be played here and potentially also hopefully the um, the local league finals. But uh, yes, it's a lot of work for the staff, playing Saturdays and Sundays and, and all those sorts of things. But you know, I think we've proven over the journey we've done things really well and this venue has been, I think, really well designed to cater for, for all sorts of games from... Um, the ice kicks here on Saturday morning right through to our matches and, and AFL women's matches, etc. Uh, Mark, one of the one of the really crucial things about any football club is its financial stability, and uh, the annual general meeting is coming up on the uh, on the twenty seventh, and uh, the financial picture will be laid out then. But sponsors are a really integral part of that, and partnerships uh, that we've had for a number of years, and new partnerships also that are forging that are really important as we head into twenty twenty three. The people that have stuck with us, and in, in particular, I guess long term sponsors. We mentioned a few at the top of the program who sponsor the podcast, but uh, that that, that commitment Commitment from uh, from our sponsor base has been terrific. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Kev. Um, you know, we've led the way, I believe, in as far as the number of sponsors and and a lot of things sponsor retention rate. A lot of live local, a lot don't. Um, but um, you know, obviously we've covered off um, CB Motor Group and Avalon Airport, but you know, CSCG and and Pacific Werribee and Goddings and all these sorts of people in Adrian Williams there that. They've been uh, wonderful supporters over many years uh, for the club. Um, and really, the challenging nature of the VFL and the evolution of what's occurred over the last 20 years, uh, or the last 22 years, um, has been hard for people who want to stay involved in the club. So obviously we've gone through different alignments and there's been largely reason from a financial point of view why we had to do that. And now we've moved to where we wanted to be in a standalone in the best VFL facilities Um outside AFL clubs. So we've really got a really strong launching pad. Obviously, 2020 was a huge hiccup financially for the club without a rebound, uh, and but without the support of the sponsors, the members, the volunteers, and everyone else associated with the club. Um, and the Wyndham Council also really, really showed support, particularly during that trying period. So it gives us a, a really strong presence and opportunity to move forward as one of the dominant partners within the VFL landscape, particularly for the, uh, the short through to the long term. Yeah, no, it's a really interesting point that you make in terms of you've talked about the things that we do have uh, as opposed to the things we don't have, and that that's what I guess we should be uh, uh, really proud of and really pleased to be heading into this season with great facilities, with a really good and healthy and strong football playing list and uh, and good backup staff and good volunteers. I mean, I, I know we can always use more, but we've got a really good basis to, to head into this new year. Absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, many years ago, you know, through my time of playing, and particularly people just wanted to have a, a single focus around let's win a premiership. But, yes, we want to compete and win and do our best, absolutely. And, that, and you know, we'll also be going to 100% of the salary cap uh, and then have a strong resource presence to support the, the players and the coaches. And I'd like to think we're very resource-rich there as well. But to compete to be financially prudent, to have a strong community presence, um, but to also to make sure we've got financial viability above everything else. So it's always a challenge to try and uh, to achieve all of that care, but I'd like to think that we're, we're working towards that. 
the Tigers Clubhouse now is ranked in the top couple within the um, Victorian clubs. And then we really have a strong launching pad, as I said. So I think the club's got a very, very bright future. And we'll talk about future um, facility development here that we'd like to try and achieve uh, over the coming months. Membership is something that we talk a lot about, but it's something we really need. It's it's the lifeblood of the club. It's a commitment from uh, the supporters to become, uh, you know, financially involved in the club. It's something we really need to to have as as part of uh, going forward into twenty twenty three. Yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more, it's, um It's those people that continue religiously to support the club. It's re- remarkable that so many people who are life members continue to financially support the club, which is which is terrific. And then you know, hopefully people within our past players group, we've got, a, I think we've got about 170 junior members now as well. So that's, um, that's continue to improve those numbers, but in all areas, locally, um, as I said, past players and, and others. It's, um, we just need to keep working on that and make sure people want to support us, whether they're here at the game or, um, or, the, or they're not. Yep. 30 years uh, since the 1993 grand final, we'll, we'll, uh, there'll be a significant uh, celebration of that during this year, but there's, there's lots coming up in terms of events and, uh, and things that are happening around the club. Well, I think we're pretty much finalised the events calendar, but certainly the two prominent ones we're talking about is the, the 1993 reunion, which will be on the 27th of May when we host Casey here, and, and also the 23rd of April will be a past place and official days as well. So significant days, but in particular, obviously, the 1993. And hopefully we get not just the players who play on the day, but those who missed out from a playing perspective, but all the, the board and the staff and everyone who, uh, who played a role during that particular year to come along and, uh, and celebrate that year. And, and obviously, the day they beat Port Melbourne at, uh, at Princess Park. And now we've got the fixture. We can start to uh, sort of slot in all those other events, the auction, all the other things that happen around the club. So we look forward to that being revealed on all our social media platforms. As always, Mark, thanks for your time. I know you're busy. Enjoy the 2023 season. You too, Kev. Looking forward to working with you and, uh, and everyone associated with the club. We, um, and everyone's interested. we we'll play Brisbane Lions March 25. It'd be great to see you uh, at downtown Springfield. Beautiful. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> thanks, Kev. My thanks to Mark Penaluna, to Chris O'Keefe and to Mark McAuliffe. A big season's on the way for the Werribee Football Club in 2023. I hope you've signed up as a member. If you haven't, please do so. Uh, on the shop, which is on part of our course of our website, uh, all the details of everything you need to know across all our social media platforms, whether it's the website, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, all the details of what's going on at the club are all there and we'd love you to be part of it as a member, as a sponsor, as a volunteer, however you'd like to support the club. We'd love to have you as part of the team at Avalon Airport Oval. Until our next edition of the podcast, keep watching our social media platforms and you'll find out what's going on at the club and I'll talk to you again soon here on the Big W Podcast. With the Tigers holding